fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Man, I have to admit I feel a little bit left out. I feel totally vulnerable today and left out because while the news continues to be released from the Tweety about all of the blacklisting and the censorships, I haven't seen my name on any of those lists yet. <laughs> I feel totally left out. I am left in the dark. No longer can the Voice of Reason blame the lack of content or lack of activity on the social media due to the blacklisting of social media, at least from Twitter. At least from Twitter. I feel totally left out. I thought I was one of those cool special kids that actually got blacklisted from the social media side of Tweety, outside of the fact that I only have like 1,800 followers. But to my defense, I don't do a whole lot on the Twitter anyways. (laughs) But boy, does the news continue to come out about all of the great content from the right side of the aisle, coincidentally, that's been blacklisted from the social media. And thank God Elon Musk continuously spreading that message and releasing it to the public. Welcome into the show. What's up? It's a happy Friday to you. Welcome into it. You finally made it to the end of the week broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, though. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, we love you to death, and it's always a pleasure to have you along for the ride today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. I will say, though, although we aren't blacklisted on the social media of Tweety, I have been thrown in Facebook jail a couple times throughout the last couple years, which has slowed down a lot of our content delivery on that one. And I got an email today. Now, here's the thing. I haven't done much with the YouTube channel which you can find our YouTube channel now at Who's Your Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. We do stream this live every day on the show. Outside of the live stream, I don't post a lot of other content on the YouTube channel. I need to start doing more. I know I need to start doing more, but I kind of gave up because I was getting hit from the quote-unquote community violations on the YouTube channel. I was getting hit with that a lot, and I kind of gave up. So we do stream it on there, but I got an email today about YouTube saying that one of our videos was again removed and it's strike number two for the channel because we violated community standards. It didn't say what video it was. It didn't say what content it was. It didn't say why we violated community standards, but it did say we're on strike number two. And I believe that strike number three would actually be them canceling our YouTube channel. So that's kind of interesting. So if you don't use YouTube, then all the power to you. We do stream this on our family over at Opslens, O-P-S-L-E-N-S, Opslens.com and their app and uh, along with their social media, which we have a lot of listeners that follow us on those and we love you guys to death and you guys are family and we appreciate you very much. I also am streaming on our show page on Facebook and on my personal page on Facebook, along with our Twitter channel and our Twitch.tv. You can also go to Twitch.tv. I know that's more of a a gamers, video gamers thing, but content shows are starting to be on there as well. And you can go to Twitch.tv. All of them are at uh, Who's Your Reason, and you can find us on there. So there's plenty of ways for you to watch the show. But YouTube, apparently we're on strike number two. I say bring it, baby. 
I don't really care. You can do whatever you want to with that content because uh, you're stupid anyways and the fact that you're blocking us. But I feel a little left out. Got to be honest. I feel uh, that I'm still under the radar. For what, maybe that's a good thing, though. Maybe that's a good thing that we're under the radar for Twitter, not uh, uh, looking at us and blacklisting us. Although maybe we just didn't make the headlines for some of the big ones. But who knows? Welcome into the show. Got a lot to get to today. It's a Friday. We try to have some fun on a Friday today. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Sandra Lott. She is author of the book, Deep Waters Within. It's a fiction book, but it also has a great message, and especially in the rough waters that are today with the world of politics and current events and social issues, are we steering further away from faith of a higher power and religion, or are we going towards faith and belief in a higher power and religion. We'll talk about that with Sandra Lott coming up at the bottom of the hour. Her cases that we're actually moving further towards a religious view in this nation. I find that fascinating. So we'll have that fun conversation and get away from politics just a little bit to wrap up your Friday. There's a lot of other things to get to as well today, though, and I want to jump right into our latest in what's trending. What's trending today? Because what it seems to be right now is a Division in both parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, just can't find a way to unite their parties. Now, I don't know if you own a business or if you've been a business owner in the private sector in any way. As you know, or even if you're just a consumer, you're very well aware of the fact that if one business holds the entire industry, known as a monopoly, first off nationwide for a monopoly, that is against the law. You cannot have a monopoly, which is why uh, we have the the antitrust laws. We have other laws that the federal government does. One of the few things the federal government actually can regulate is the fact that we don't want a monopoly dominating an entire market. So we break up companies to make sure that we have some competition. Because you know that if we don't have competition in a market or in competition in any industry, then the quality that you get is very low. You get poor customer service, or you get a poor quality product, or the business just doesn't care. Same thing with a sporting team. If you don't have anybody challenging you to be the best of the best of the best, remember that from Men in Black, the best of the best of the best, sir. If you don't have the best of the best, you're not going to have that if you don't have someone continuously trying to challenge you to make sure that you're still at the top of your game. Whether you're playing baseball, whether you're an MMA fighter, whether you're a boxer, whether you're a football team, you have to have competition because if you don't, then you get lazy because you don't have to be challenged by anybody. It's the same thing with business. Anybody watch South Park out there? Show of hands. Any, remember the episode where they go to the cable company to try and remove some of the channels for the cable and the cable company who doesn't have any competition says this. You don't like paying for all the channels? Oh, our company actually packages channels together. Well, can you unpackage them so we only get the channels we want? Oh, I'm sorry. Our company doesn't work that way. You want me to give you the number of a different cable company that can... Oh, wait, we're it, aren't we? (laughs) Dang it. Guess you have to deal with our packages. Can we talk to your supervisor, please? Oh, sure. Hey, David. Hi, is there a problem here? We want specific networks dropped from our cable. Oh, you have to pay for the bundle. You can't just pay for what you want to watch. Darn it. Darn it. Oh, we care so much about you. That's honestly the level of elitism and of ego that we're seeing from the Republican Party right now. And especially Kevin McCarthy. We're starting to see the rhinoism be... um, just ooze out of him as we continue to find this vote for the Speaker of the House. 
As you know, there's been a challenge from some conservative sects of the Republican Party for the speakership because, like so many others within the Republican Party, they are concerned about Kevin McCarthy actually being qualified as the conservative to stand up and fight for what we know needs to be right in the country for the Republican leadership to stand up against Democrats. And the Republicans are not like some, I take that back, the establishment rhino Republicans are not liking the challenge to push Kevin McCarthy further to the right or to get a more conservative Speaker of the House, where this is the first time really that we've challenged the Speaker and leadership in the House since, when was it, 1923, where this could potentially go past a first vote and a first round of voting in this House to nominate a Speaker of the House, and Kevin McCarthy not liking that a whole lot as he's had a montage of interviews over the last week or so saying that how dare, how dare Republicans try to stand up and challenge him on the speakership. Having a challenge on the floor is never going to be positive, and it, really you turn the floor over to the Democrats when you do it. This is very fragile that we're the only stopgap for this Biden administration. And if we don't do this right, the Democrats can take the majority. If we play games on the floor, the Democrats can end up picking who the speaker is. We need to do this for the American people. We either are successful together or we will fail individually and we will not be given the possibility or the opportunity to be in the majority again. Get out of the way. Get in line, Republicans. Vote for me as Speaker of the House. How dare you challenge my speakership? I am entitled to this. The party is the establishment party has chosen me. Get out of the way. And if you try to, they're using the tactics that Democrats use on Republicans, which is really ironic because he's going to be the first one to cave when the Democrats do pressure him to try and vote for a bill. And he's the one standing in the way of getting a few rhinos to pass it and looking like Republicans are actually going to be stopping something. He's using that same tactic on the conservative sect of the Republican Party by saying, get out of the way. And if you don't support me then Democrats will get in here and they will become the speaker again and they will have the dominant voice in the party. Now, that's not necessarily true. And it's good to challenge. Again, just everything we talked about. Competition is a good thing because it will shift you further to the right. It does make you aware that you're not just going to walk all over and get whatever the hell you want to. There is going to be a challenge to your leadership. And oh, by the way, Kevin McCarthy, you need 218 votes. And Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona, the conservative, is challenging you and is getting a small portion of the conservative vote. Now, what does this mean if we don't get Kevin McCarthy right away as the speaker? And I'm going to get to the Democrats in a second. Don't worry, because I've been focusing a lot of attention on Republicans right now. But Democrats are in just as much of a disarray right now as the Republicans, but on the Senate side. And we'll get to that in a second. But the Republicans are in disarray because now we're fighting amongst ourselves, like usual, to trying to find the leadership, pushing ourselves further to the right. And I say conservatives, good for you in challenging and in bringing awareness and in trying to make your voice heard louder within the establishment rhino Republican Party. Good for you. They need 218 votes. And this potentially could be the first time again since 1923 where we don't where we go past a first round of voting. It's going to take more than one vote. Now, what does that mean for the Republicans? Because they say that if it goes too long, then many of the moderate Republicans could work with Democrats to find an even weaker, rhino, squeamish Republican that's even further to the center to try and be Speaker of the House and band with them to override the votes of the conservatives. And that could be a challenge. And that could be an issue. However, guess what's happening right now within the Republican Party to make sure that they don't have more than one or two rounds of voting. 
To prevent this from happening, this is according to CNN, McCarthy and his team have been engaging in a serious talk with groups of conservatives, including over potentially giving them influence committee assignments and more power to drive the legislative process. GOP sources said those negotiating are still early in the process and could ultimately end up giving the group some aspect of what the hardliners desperately want, which is additional power to seek a sitting speaker's ouster with a vote on the floor. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the two-party system, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. Because the Republican Party right now is trying to do a top-down leadership like the Democrats have done. Get in line, vote the way we need you to, unite the party, but unite the party under the way we want you to be united. And conservatives, unfortunately, are scraping at the bottom of the barrel to try to make their voice heard. And guess what? While we may still have Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and I believe that we will at the end of the day, Conservatives are challenging right now, saying, hey, if you want our vote, we need to have a louder voice. The conservative caucus within the Republican caucus, yeah, it's a caucus within a caucus. It's very frustrating, the fact that we have to do that. But it's a caucus within a caucus. The conservative vote within the Republican umbrella is saying, hey, we're going to challenge you until we get a little bit more influence within the party. And to get that influence, yeah, put us at the head of some of the committee assignments in the House of Representatives. Give us more power over the drive of the legislative process and what can actually go to the floor. Do you realize what that would mean if conservatives were heading up some of the House committees? That means that we get to dictate actually what even gets to the floor for the general vote of the House of Representatives. We could kill a bill before it even gets to the main floor. We could dictate what's in the bill before it even gets to the main floor. That would be just as important and just as influential as being Speaker of the House. And if they can negotiate that by pushing McCarthy further to the right, all the power to you, baby. Make it happen. With Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Having a challenge on the floor is never going to be positive, and it, really, you turn the floor over to the Democrats when you do that. This is very fragile that we are the only stopgap for this Biden administration. And if we don't do this right, the Democrats can take the majority. If we play games on the floor, the Democrats can end up picking who the speaker is. We need to do this for the American people. We either are successful together or we will fail individually and we will not be given the possibility or the opportunity to be in the majority again. Since when has a Republican been scared of competition? Since when has a Republican been scared of a challenge? I mean, yes, you're right. You know what? We need to unite as a party. And I love how he tries to throw in the whole Benjamin Franklin quote there of all, either we'll all hang separately if we don't all hang together kind of thing. I get it. We need to reunite as a Republican party. But why not challenge you? Why not try to push you further to the right? The biggest challenge that many have, the biggest concern that many have about Kevin McCarthy is he's not going to be conservative enough or stand up to Democrats while he talks a good talk. Will he be able to fight the good fight when he's the lone one in the uh, compared to the other chamber of Congress and the president of the United States trying to bully him to get something done? Will he stand there? So the conservatives are challenging him. And what are they getting out of it? They're getting higher leadership positions and committee positions. They're getting more influence in the House of Representatives. Why is that a bad thing? 
Why is that a bad thing? If they can get some more influence within the Republican umbrella and within the Republican chamber, then guess what? Then maybe, just maybe, we can actually see some decent legislation coming out over the last uh, over the next two years and at least stop some of the shenanigans coming out of the U.S. Senate. I don't see a problem with that, but Kevin McCarthy, man, he's sweating bullets, not very happy at the fact that conservatives are challenging him for that speakership. And how dare we not all unite and just pass him because he is entitled to that seat. On the other hand, though, the Democrats that thought they were going to have a major victory in the Senate, as you know, after the re, uh, the election in Georgia earlier this week with the runoff election that gave them 51 seats in the uh, U.S. Senate, that has gone to the wayside now as Democrats end up losing a seat. Oh, I know. What do you mean, Andy? Well, as you know, the headlines today from the state of Arizona, coincidentally, Kirsten Cinema, the longtime Democrat, has now unregistered as a Democrat and is now registered as an independent in the Senate, dropping the House or the Senate majority for the Democrats back down to 50 seats with 49 Republicans and the independent. And I mean, it's close enough. You still got Bernie Sanders. It's an independent. You got some of those other, but you get the point. You now do not have the 51 votes in there as a Democrat. You have 50. As according to her uh, statement earlier today, Arizonans, including many registered as Democrats or Republicans, are eager for leaders who focus on common sense solutions rather than party doctrine, she said in the op-ed with the Arizona Republic. Quote, that's why I have joined the growing number of Arizonans who reject a party politics by declaring my independence from the broken partisan system in Washington, D.C. Man, the Democrats, they I almost not really, kind of, sort of, not really um, feel bad for the Democrats. Just when they think they're still going to have a majority in the Senate, they still essentially do. Because while she's an independent, she's still going to vote primarily with Democrats. She's still a left-center individual, but... At the same time, she's not going to be caucusing, meaning she's not going to have the meetings with the Democrat caucus and the Democrat party on what the plans are. And they're going to have to work a lot harder to win her over in these seats. Republicans say that while it's not a major thing, uh, uh, who is it? Pat Fallon, a Republican out of Texas, said this. Yeah, and that's what a lot of folks need to understand is I think, I believe it's Angus King up in Maine. He is an independent that caucuses with the Democrats and Bernie Sanders is a Marxist that also caucuses with the Democrats. But, you know, it's not a good thing for Democrats, Carl, because it could be a first step to her truly becoming independent and maybe perhaps, uh, I don't know, someday maybe caucusing with the Republicans. But it definitely frees her up to be more moderate, more centrist, more middle of the road, because she's not going to have to face a Democratic primary electorate anymore. You know what that sounds like to me? Sounds like an opportunity to win her her over on some Republican legislation to stop the radical left socialist agenda coming out of the Senate. They're back down to 50 votes, possibly 51. Sounds like a win for us here on the Republican side. What do you think? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out today for a Friday. You finally made it to the end of the week. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. What's up? Welcome aboard. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. We're on multiple radio stations all over the place, plus the TV streaming 
and podcasting, however you listen. So we have a tear, uh, real quickly, just to wrap up the last conversation, we have the tear in the Republican Party with McCarthy angry that Republicans are challenging him and uh, causing the division there. Because by golly, we don't need competition. We just need a unified, stepped-in-line Republican leadership of Kevin McCarthy, a Speaker of the House. <laughs> well, I never heard of... Never heard of a Republican actually not liking competition to actually make things better by, you know, competing to raise the quality of. I mean, that's what we like as free market laissez-faire capitalists is we like competition. That's what we're all about. But apparently he doesn't like that too much being challenged in the speakership. Then we have the Democrats who almost got their 51 majority in the Senate and now Kirsten Cinema stepping away and registering as an independent instead of under the Democrat caucus is quite fascinating. We'll see how Democrats respond to that one. That's just after they got their special election in the state of Georgia. Let's shift gears a little bit. It's a Friday. We want to step away from politics for a little bit. Let's have some fun with our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. And this is another conversation that we like to have on this show because we're dorks like this. So we talk philosophy. We talk ideas. We like to talk entertainment. But there's a lot of studies that I've read that have been very concerning when it comes to individuals with faith. And religious views or spiritual views or whatever flavor that you may have, I'm not here to dictate to you and tell you what uh, you should believe. I have my own personal beliefs, and that's about that all that needs to be said about it. But the more studies that I see shows that overall, in general, as a society, that we've strayed more and more away with less individuals being religious and less individuals attending church and less individuals being spiritual in some way. Because from every study we've seen is that as government grows... We look to government to solve the issues as opposed to a quote-unquote higher power. And it's very concerning. And now as government continues to grow with their new agencies and their departments and their social programs and their quote-unquote safety nets and all this other stuff, that we look to them when a shooting happens, government do something. When high taxes happen or high gas prices, government do something. When someone attacks us or there's a threat uh, of foreign nations, of government do something instead of looking at a higher power. Is that the case? And have we hit that bottom peak, and are we starting to revert and go back to more of a faith-based society? You ever have that moment where you think that you could die, you get in a car accident, you fall, you hit something, you are in a sketchy situation, and I guarantee you that even if you're an atheist and don't believe in a higher power, that at that time you say, oh God, please help me. Whatever God that may be, whatever flavor that you may have, that you always turn to that faith because you understand that it's always there, and that's what you cry out to at the end of of the day. Are we doing that as a collective now in society as well? I'm excited to chat with our next guest. She is an author of many books. The latest one, Deep Waters Within. Excited to have on the program with us here, Sandra Lott. Sandra, how are you today? I am just fine. I'm so glad to be here. I love to share what the Lord's doing for me and how he's brought these books about. He gives each one of them to me and the stories behind them. I love it. Well, this book here, Deep Waters Within, give us kind of a a synopsis of what this book is about. Okay, this book is uh, about his internal struggles with his faith, and he differs with, uh, from his to his father's, and it boils up, and they get in a bath fight, and he thinks he's right, and he heads to the other side of the country much like Jonah. So this is kind of a modern take on the Jonah story of the Bible. Mm. Um, What I want to get across from this is he missed out on so much of his dad. I won't give away the end of the book, but his dad ends up getting really sick and he refuses to call home, you know, to just say, Hey, I'm okay. Things are going well. He refuses to call home. 
And in the end, if you're going to regret that, you'll have to read the story. Mm. But we lose out on so much. The main point I want to get through in this book is don't be so rigid that you can't entertain well, maybe I just don't know it all. Maybe I don't have all the information and all the knowledge in the universe. Maybe there's some outside my little realm of knowledge that that's where, you know, there's another belief. Yeah. Um, be open and be humble. You know, we, none of us have it all together. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people try to, and they try to say they do, and maybe that outer appearance, they try to portray that, but deep inside. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that as an adult and as a parent now of, a, of an eight-year-old daughter that we may act like the parents that know everything, but at the end of the day, we're still the ducks that are kicking our feet underwater pretty viciously trying to figure it all out as we go. I think most people feel that way, don't they? Yes, I think so, and especially with children. Um, I had a son that w- was killed in an accident. Mm-hmm. Um this past Thanksgiving, it was uh, 22 years ago, but it still seems as if it was yesterday. And after that, it's like, I don't want to live my life with having any regrets. Yeah. And you end up having them if you become so rigid in your thinking, if you can't just say, but, well, maybe I'm not right. Let me listen. At least listen to somebody else's point of view. You know, they may be right. They may be wrong. But you you know you lose out on so many relationships if you let that come in between them like the, my character in this book yeah um he let that come in between him and his father you know and he's paying he, and he paid a hefty price sure I love it. We're talking with we Sandra. really want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. We're talking with Sandra Law, author of the book, Deep Waters Within, looking at it from a grander scale. And as I kind of introduced this and, and said, you know, everybody, when they have that moment of, you know, this could be the end, this could be it. And you see that light flash before your eyes or your life flash before your eyes. And uh, even those that may not try to call out to a higher power, they do in that moment. In a collective, we've seen the stories, and as I said, that we've shied away and we're seeing less attendance at churches, we're seeing less religious individuals, we're seeing less spiritual people because we lean and rely on more and more and more on government. From a collective standpoint, do you think that is the case or do you think that we've seen that bottom and that it's going to start climbing back up with the chaos in the world today that people are going to start looking for another answer out there? Well, I'm one that believes in every bit of the Bible from front to back. And it predicts that in the Bible. It predicts that people are going to go their own way and what they're going to call what is good, they're going to call evil and evil good. And they're doing that as it is today. And churches are becoming more and more people-friendly instead of God-friendly when he's the one that created the world. Um, You know, it's just simple to me. Um, My cell phone, no one just popped it into my hand, there had to be a creator. Even the people who think about the Big Bang Theory, well, there had to be something to start with to have that Big Bang. There has to be a creator. And people are becoming more and more people-friendly in churches and stepping away and being more politically correct. Uh, I am not at all politically correct, and if you ask me my faith, I'll I'll share it with you. I'm not going to go beat somebody over the head with a Bible either. Um, I have family members that don't believe in the way I do, but I love them with all my heart. Sure. And, I, you know, that's our job. And that's, I think, where a lot of Christians are getting a bad name is because 
they tend to get this religious and legalistic spirit after they're saved for a little while, and they forget they were once there too. And we, God didn't call us to judge people. He calls us just to love people, and that's what I try to do. I try to share my faith. And I think if more and more of us would do that, we would be more inviting into the churches. But I do believe there is going to come a time where people are going to start gravitating back to standing up for their faith. I'm right there with you. I believe that there does need to be a bit of a, maybe a, a, whatever you want to call it, a change, a reformation, and evolution on how the, the, the religion itself is approached. I mean, I'm 34 years old, and I don't go to church. I have my faith. I have my religious belief, but I don't go to church. And a lot of it is because, you know, it's certain churches that you want to hear the certain type of content. But like you said, going from uh, many that are a very judgmental mindset to the just the loving mindset, and hey, you know what, we don't agree with maybe a lifestyle, or we don't agree with a philosophy, or don't agree with the with whatever, but you know, it's not there to condemn, but it's there to try and love and just bring harmony and a community together. And I think that uh, there are a lot of churches that are starting to turn that way. Yes, I, I agree. And why would people want what we have if we're acting just like, you know, the people that we say are on the other side, mm. you know, if we're not showing the love and the peace and the mercy and the grace, why would they want what we have? You know, we have to be the ones that are showing it, like it says, the ambassadors of Christ. Are we? Are we representing them? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Sandra, we got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go. She's author of the book Deep Waters Within, along with other great books as well. You can find it on Amazon, and you can find her entire list there. I got to ask you in the last minute and kind of a fun conversation as we talk about the religious views and moving forward, and and uh, as, as the Bible says, do you think, as so many others do believe as well, do you believe that we're getting close to the end of times or that we're getting towards that uh, that end of the chapter? Yes, I do. Uh, it says there will be wars and, and rumors of wars, and then the end will come. It says that, that my, my word will be preached all over the world, and because of the Internet and satellite, it's doing just that. So I do believe, but is it as quick as I think some, some people think? I, no, I don't think so, mm. because it also says in the Bible, he says a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. So. We can't judge that time. Only God can. But I think we are getting closer and closer. Getting down to it. It is Deep Waters Within. Go check out the book, a great fiction book and a great one to warm your heart and to have the wonderful life lessons, which what I love about fiction books for you to be able to get these great stories and make you think a little bit deeper on issues as well, both for the individual and for the collective. Sandra, I appreciate the time very much, my friend. Good luck with the book. We'd love to chat with you again sometime soon. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate it very much. All right. Let's take a break here. When we come back, let's have some fun. Let's talk about that. Break it down a little bit more. And we'll wrap up the program for you for another week right here on The Voice of Reason. Lots more coming up. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Oh, you know, reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we're all about here on this show. Welcome back in. Last few minutes as we wrap up for the weekend on a Friday. What a week we've had, too. Yesterday, two guests with U.S. Senator James Lankford from the state of Oklahoma. Again, I don't plug this very often, and I probably should, but if you want to listen to past shows, if you miss a show, maybe if the live streams aren't on or you don't catch them because you're busy or you're driving and you don't get to listen to the program live or whatever the case is, we do have our podcast. Every day the show is uploaded as a podcast, and it's on any of your favorite podcasting sites, which you can find with The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I know it's a lot to type, but if it's it's on Google Play or if it's on Amazon Music or if it's on uh, iTunes or iHeartRadio or TuneIn app or any of literally any podcasting site you could possibly think of, we are on it. Just type in The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You'll see my ugly mug come up with our picture. You can subscribe. You can listen to it anytime you want to. You can listen to all the brand new episodes. It's up literally probably about 20 minutes after the show's done every single day, 20 to 30 minutes after the show's done, and you can listen to it again. You can li- If you're like, did he really say that? What the hell did he just say? You can listen to it back and you can find it. <laughs> I don't edit any of it. I don't do anything out to it. I just literally save it and upload it right for you for your listening convenience. And we appreciate that very much. We have uh, downloads of our podcast and 50. Uh, it's always we never hit quite 50. We're always at 48 to 49 states. And I don't know why. <laughs> uh, one of these months I actually want to or one Yeah, one of these months I actually want to hit all 50 states with our download. Even if it's just one download, I just want to say that we were in all 50 states. We haven't quite made it there. We're always at 48 or 49. There's always one state and it bounces from like Alaska or Hawaii or something obscure or ridiculous that just don't get a download for that uh, month. Nonetheless, welcome back in. Thanks again to Sandra Lott coming on the program. Interesting conversation about the religious stuff. We don't usually go religious on the show because it's more of a political show. And as I've said many, many times on this program is that while we have our faith as conservatives, the vast majority of conservatives have our Christian faith or our religious faith of whatever flavor that may be, that we don't make the religious argument in the political world because for those that don't have the same religious view, it means absolutely nothing. You can quote the Bible all you want to, but for someone who doesn't believe that the same way, either they don't believe the Bible or they don't believe in that interpretation of the Bible, because obviously there's multiple ways to interpret different stories within the Bible, that it's not going to do any good. It's like arguing math with colors, and it just doesn't work. But for us, we have the best of both worlds, because we can argue religious views through the Constitution, through the Declaration of Independence, and the fact that we do have overwhelmingly a more Christian-based foundation of this nation, that by arguing for constitutional values, we're also arguing for our faith-based values in this nation as well. What we cannot do, however, is use the same tactics as the Democrats and enforce religious belief onto everyone because the whole reason of this nation was to get here and believe in religious freedom for people to believe however they wanted to. And as long as you're not infringing upon the three pillars of conservatism, which is infringing upon someone else's life, personal liberties, or private property. You can practice any way you want to. You can do whatever the hell you want to. And that's what we truly believe in. That's what I personally believe in. While we have my personal religious belief, I know that other people have theirs. All the power to you. And that's totally cool. There is one cause for concern, which is kind of interesting. There was a, And I've been trying to find the video. I saw it on TikTok about a week or so ago, and I have yet to find the video or the documentary on it since. But it was a clip from the Christian Broadcasting Network on TV. And they did an expose out in the United Kingdom, out in England, where there were massive amounts of churches that are being shut down because they've been vacated because so few people are actually attending church. 
in the UK now because there's been a massive rise of either individuals who are non-religious at all or they've actually gone back to their quote-unquote pagan roots, which we can have a conversation about paganism down, you know, at a later time in a philosophical sense. It's not as evil as many believe, but it's very interesting to, to understand the concepts of what some of those were. But there's a massive resurgence, apparently, of the original paganistic reliefs there or just non-religious belief at all. And it is a cause for concern. But during the expose, there was a quote from the church in there, the Catholic Church, saying, what can we do to win people back? What can we do to bring people back to the church? And this is just coming from a young generation individual who I think has a lot of the same mindset of many in the younger generation right now, which is I see the especially the Catholic, nothing against Catholics, nothing against Catholic Church, but I see the institution of religion almost like government. Well, there's a lot of backdoor deals. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of lack of transparency. You want to win people over? Release the Vatican library that's kept in secret. All of it. If it's supposed to be aiding humanity, if it's supposed to be helping humanity, if it's supposed to be something of God or of Jesus or uh, some type of information that was supposed to help humanity in some way, why do you have it under lock and vault in the Vatican library that no one can see? Uh Uh-uh. I don't like secrets. I don't like corruption. I don't like the lack of transparency. You want to win people over with church again and with religion? Show them everything and release it to the common good. That's my two takes. Have a great weekend. We'll be back at it on Monday. This is The Voice of Reason.